listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. Not a moment too soon. You're keeping good company with WATH. I was looking out the window this morning and I thought, oh my. It looked kind of gloomy out there. But now it's looking a little brighter. Some sunshine trying to make it through. Nevertheless, they say we are likely to have some rain showers today. 71, our current temperature, headed only up to 79. 80 tomorrow, 79 on Sunday. Here it is, we're the uh, end of July. That's right, uh, Friday the 29th it is today. All right, good morning. Good morning, Scott. Good morning. I've got very limited headset volume back here. I can hear you, so... uh, Okay. It's a little bit limited if I happen not to hear something correctly. And I say, pardon me, or excuse me, or huh? <laughs> I don't know uh, why that would be. but um, I've tried all four ports back okay. here. And wiring is good, looks like it. Okay. Um, June, July 29th, as I mentioned a moment ago, and uh, today is National Chicken Wing Day. Mm-mm. It's amazing how, as a kid, chicken wings were eh. But they've become a major item over the years. You know what I mean? Yes. To where there's places that uh, that's their most famous thing. Yeah. Many restaurants have them as uh, appetizers, obviously. Or main dishes. Main dishes or kids' menus. Chicken wings. They're all over the place. Hence, it's National Chicken Wing Day. Chicken wing. That's kind of like an NBA term, too. NBA basketball, where a player with the ball will take his... If he's moving to his right, take his right elbow and fight off the defending player. And then they get an foul, offensive foul called on them, and commentators on TV call that the chicken wing move. Wow. I, obviously, I've not been paying attention. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's National Lipstick Day. Uh-oh. Well, why do you say that? I'm just wondering your thoughts on that. Since you kind of like to admire. Well. The beauty. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. I Lipstick, um, makeup, um, 
false eyelashes, all those sort of things are kind of intriguing to me. And um, I, I, you know, perhaps it's impolite, but if I go to a restaurant and I see a waitress who's particularly well made up, I m- might mention it. I just, you know, um, and I did that, you know, when Pat and I would go out to dinner. I just think if people try to look extra good, they should be uh, complimented about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you know, well, who doesn't enjoy a compliment? It's not like you're making a pass at them. You're just complimenting them. Yeah, because they probably took some time to get yes. prepared and their mm. efforts are recognized. Mm. So, it's okay. Yeah. It's National Lasagna Day. Oh, yum. Yes. And, you know, it's interesting to me how many variations of lasagna there can be. And um, as long as it's not overly tomato, I love it. But rarely, once in a while, you come across one that has such so much tomato sauce on it. And that's... I'm more into the... Layered noodles and cheese and that sort of thing. You like the pasta yeah. effect there, too. Now, I'm a little bit of the opposite. I like a little extra tomato sauce. Okay. And, the, uh, and that's why there's so many varieties. Right? Yeah. So I, whenever I make mine, I put a pretty healthy dose of uh, the, the sauce, the meat sauce that I've cooked up to put in there. Okay. Now, <clears throat> you may have to look this one up. National Get Gnarly Day. <laughs> okay, gnarly. so gnarly. Gnarly. Is, yeah, G-N-A-R-L-Y. Gnarly. Gnarly. Um, kind of like Wyoming. Yeah, well, I... <laughs> that's a perfect example <laughs> for me, anyway. So, gnarly. Gnarly. Let's, uh... Let's get the definition. The last Friday in July provides an opportunity to embrace new ideas and toss out old ways on National Get Gnarly Day. The word gnarly gets a bad rap, is what they go on to say. Okay. (laughs) Gnarly. It just sounds gnarly, doesn't it? It does. Let's look up the definition of gnarly. What do well, you say? Well, that's what I thought you had done. Well, I was doing the definition for National Gnarly Day. Okay. Well, get get gnarly. Gnarly. Well, it goes on to say difficult, dangerous, or challenging. And the example is, she battled through the gnarly first sequence. Okay. It also has another one in the adjective form, gnarled, twisted trees, and gnarly roots. Okay. What does gnarly mean in slang? It means very bad. Gnarly. You are gnarly. Gnarly. Okay, so that's not a compliment. Uh, In slang, apparently not, but... Okay. We, we don't say that about Wyoming because there's a lot of good things there, right? Well, a few. <laughs> <laughs> Most of all the scenery. Yeah, I'm still looking for them. Um, okay. 
No, let's go on. It's National System Administrator Appreciation Day. Boy, is that a good one. You know, when we talk about system appreciation or system administrators, in today's world, it's really mostly computers. And um, I'm not bad at it. But once in a while, I have to grab some help, you know? Yes. And when Connor was working here in Athens, it was Connor and um, Jeff is uh, our current guy. But, you know, he's got other responsibilities, too. And um, and then the, there were a couple of fellows locally like Brian Winter who have sort of semi-retired now. But mercy. The system administrators. We can truly appreciate them, and that today is the National System Administrator Appreciation Day. And the last one, I'm not sure I get. National Talk in an Elevator Day. Um, years before I came to Athens, I had a lot of time in elevators. Hawaii, Columbus, Denver, San Diego, Los Angeles. Where am I missing? I guess that's most of it. Lots of elevators. My dad's office for a while was on the 63rd floor of the Lebec Tower. That's one wheel of an elevator. Um, they had elevator operators even back in my youth. You didn't go in and just push the button. As you entered, the the operator would say, what floor? And then he had a handle that went left and right. And um, meaning up or down. Who is who's my good friend that I'm embarrassed I can't think of his name, but he's been our local elevator operator for years. I'm and repair guy. He used to call our show a lot. Oh, Gene. Gene, yes. Willoughby. Gene Willoughby. Yeah. Golly. Hello, Gene, if you're listening in. I just suddenly had an awful thought. Can you look him up? Yeah. See if we missed something along the way? I, I don't think I have not seen anything Okay. recently. I try to keep up to date on those, but yes, I will. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, anyway... Um, National Talk in an Elevator Day. Okay, so what I guess they're talking about, talking about, is the fact you get on an elevator, there's a number of other people there, but you don't carry on a conversation. You don't try to say, hi, how are you? Or, um, you know, that sort of thing. And maybe, maybe they're trying to say, people should be more cordial on an elevator. 
as they're headed up and down. It says, celebrate it by getting over the old taboo of talking in an elevator. You never know who you're going to meet, and it may be the only chance you get to meet. Okay, yes, I get that. And I subscribe to that. There are a number of situations where many people might not speak up to someone they're next to that they've never known. And yet I will. And I'm amazed how many people of importance I've met that way. And also, how many I continue on to know out of that. You know what I mean? From only meeting in an elevator? Actually, yes. But I was talking more about in other environments, too, where, you know, you're paying your bill and there's someone standing next to you. yeah. Oh, yeah, that. And so while you're waiting, I just strike up a conversation. And um, I've met so many nice people. And I don't mean they're all of importance, you know, like the head of this outfit or the head of that outfit. But I've had that, too. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've had people approach me, too. I mean, now yeah. they hear my voice a lot on the radio here, so they say, "Are you? You're the? Aren't you the? Yeah, aren't you the radio dude? Yeah, aren't yeah. you? I, yeah, I reckon. You know, I knew who you were before you even, even said your name. Yeah, I get that. Well, not frequently, but more than usual, <laughs> which is cool. You know, it's, it's like you said, you meet new people and. They say I listen to your show every morning, things like yeah, that, and I always sure. thank them for doing that. And of course. Usually I say at least I know there's one person listening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that, I see someone's calling in. <laughs> Good morning. It's time for me to chime in on that. I okay. noticed that when you sit in uh, waiting areas for doctor appointments yes, or yes. lab appointments mm-hmm. or something like that, and you're sitting there, if you, a lot of times you can... Get a nice conversation going, but other times people just want to be quiet, I guess. But the same thing happens at the store. You can talk to somebody, and boy, before you know it, you've got a nice conversation going. Yes, of course. It's it's real nice to do that. Now, in a doctor's office, you know, there is... You're nervous. You're getting ready to see the doctor. The, the other person may be dealing with some issue that's uh, really troubling them. So they may be a little less... Um, conversational right but, um, but so uh, you know you shouldn't take it wrong when they don't respond oh, there. I, I never do okay. but I, I that it's nice a lot of nice people around here absolutely yeah and, and you know what it's not just here right right all right the stories i'm talking about are in columbus in honolulu in other cities i've lived in and um I've just always been that way. Now, my dad was, too, and I'm sure I picked this up from him. Oh, well. I saw a happy face on you yesterday. You did? <laughs> you, cut, you cut your grass that you were ashamed of. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then you cut your neighbor's grass. Uh, no, actually, yesterday, on I, I normally... I normally... Uh, Grace and I normally have a race with our tractor. <laughs> But yesterday, 
Um, the moment I started on mine, she started on hers, and I didn't have to do any of hers yesterday. Oh, that that was her going by when I thought it was you were going further on. No, she was doing it. <laughs> and I have a question for you to remember for when your friend uh, Chickity Poo or whatever reason Don calls. Ask him what changed his mind about getting a dog. One call recent last. Oh yeah. Year. He was going to not have any more dogs. They're, they're hard to get over when they die and stuff like that. But you said he now has a uh, pit bull. I think he mentioned that he has a new dog. And we kept hearing it bark. Oh, I didn't notice that. He didn't tell him. That's bad manners when I'm on the radio. Don't bark. Yeah. But it, he's, got, he's just training it. It's still a puppy. The, the dog wanted his turn on the show. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the okay. Thanks for your show. You know, it's kind of fun to hear you two bicker or argue or or cajole. Yeah, or it's argue, argue. <laughs> <laughs> what? Enjoy it. I enjoy it. Okay. Do you have a favorite knock knock joke? No. You want to do one on me? Knock knock. Who's there? Boo. Boo. Who? Quick <laughs> crying. Oh, that's your favorite. That's the only one I have memorized. <laughs> Heck, maybe now I'll remember one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thanks for, thanks for the morning tip. Okay. <laughs> and uh, we're gonna have a good weekend, and you can cut your grass three times before Monday. Well, maybe <laughs> once. <laughs> I okay. know you won't need to, but you do have a nice lawn. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, and a nice uh, radio station. And I listened to the last first light this morning, and I heard them all talking to each other, and yeah. I'm going to miss it. I, I can't believe they're taking it off. But well, we aren't taking it off. They have ceased to... They, they have chosen not to continue it, I think. That's what I said. So, sorry they did that, because these guys said they've been doing it since 89. And I think we have a show to replace it. Oh, boy, I'll just have to wake up and find out, huh? Isn't this right? Uh, I'm not sure. We'll have to check on that. But, I, I yeah, I think, I think that's right. Yeah. You know, I was thinking last night Butch was on. I was, oh yeah, I was cutting grass and I had <laughs> on my yeah. earphone things that play radio. He sounds like he's a Sunday show. He's kind of flipped almost over to Thursday show, or that's the only people that call him because he was playing some really lousy rock music. <laughs> 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 okay, and our, uh, our lousy rock music show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, that's really lousy on a Sunday night, I'm sure. I, I, I better start paying more attention, I guess. But, but remember I said you can always substitute music because I don't miss Sky at all. She used to play some pretty awful stuff, too. Oh, well. But the stuff you put on now, it's nice. Okay. Thanks for, thanks for filling it with music when you can. And remember, if you can get rid of that Bohannon thing, music <laughs> would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. See you, Barry. Let's see here. That's the button I need. <laughs> okay. So, knock-knock, who's there? Boo. Boo-hoo. Quit crying. See? Yeah. That was my, that was the one I have memorized for years. <laughs> well, let's so try, let's try some more. Good that it stuck with you. Knock-knock. Who's there? Barry played along really nice, by the way. Why did you do that? Is that part of the joke? 
No. Okay. Let's start over. Knock, knock. Who's there? Yeah. Yahoo! Settle down, cowboy. <laughs> you really played well into that. Thank you. <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Alice who? Alice who? A list of reasons you should let me in. Uh, oh, I get it. Knock, knock. Who's there? Tank. Tank who? You're very welcome. <laughs> okay. We got another caller. Let's do that before we go on here. Good morning. Tickety-poo. Tickety hey, there, there he is. is. There he is. Hey, knock, knock. Who's there? Boo. I did that. You don't have to cry about it? <laughs> that was the one I just said. Well, was... I, didn't hear, I didn't hear your answer. You sounded muffled. No, boo-hoo. <laughs> and then I told Scott to quit crying. No, you told Barry. Or Barry, whoever it was, yeah. I'm Ooh. laughing. Well, see, I couldn't hear what you said because it sounded like you was muffled. Well, I'm going to beat a dead horse again. <laughs> beat on it. I was. I went to. We went to Gal Place the other day. Yeah. And down on Route Seven, where you turn off to go to Rutland, that service station Exxon. Okay. It was three seventy nine a gallon. Wow. Gee whiz! Still too much. Well. It's cheaping up here. Yeah, it sure is. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why these other stations could sell cheap. And Athens is always the last ones to start lowering the price. They've done that, I guess, because of college. They know people have to pay the price. I don't know this story. <coughs> we, there's any number of reasons, and I don't agree with any of them. Yeah. Oh, uh, well. It's a shame. It's a shame. It still, uh, we have had a, a pretty good improvement recently, but uh, we're still higher than anywhere else. Yeah, up in Lancaster, it's three ninety-five a gallon at the Smoko station. They first pull it, go in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we come off thirty-three and hit the the uh, business section. The first service station you come to there in Lancaster at the Smoko, it was three ninety five two weeks ago. Here you go. Knock knock. Who's <laughs> there? Police. Please who? Police hurry up. It's nearly lunchtime. Well, I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, y'all have a good weekend, you hear? Okay. Wait a minute, I got one for you. Knock knock. Who's there? No bell. No bell who? No bell. That's why I knocked. Oh. <laughs> oh, y'all too much for me on Friday. Oh, we we enjoy your call on Fridays. What day should we do this then? I don't care. Never, Anybody right? You know that. <laughs> okay. Hey, take care. Have a great weekend. Y'all too. Okay. See I'll you, Don. Bye bye. Um. He always. I know. I've said this before, but he always. Brings a smile and laugh to our program, it seems like. Knock, knock. Uh, Who's there? Luke. Luke who? 
look through the peephole and find out. Uh-huh. <laughs> Your turn. Or, knock, or, knock. Who's there? Peekab. <laughs> Peekab who? There you are. Oh, well, do we keep going with this? Yeah, knock, knock. Okay, who's there? Cow says. Cow says who? No, cow says moo. moo. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Knock, uh, knock. Who, okay. Annie. Annie who? Anything you can do, I, I can, can do, do too. Uh, Are we getting it uh, cornied up really well here? Um, for Friday? Not, well, not bad. <clears throat> it's, it's not bad. Yeah, it's Friday. Free for all. Okay, so on this day, historical events. And uh, some of these are always difficult for me to pronounce. The Battle of Grave Lines. This occurred in 1588. The Spanish, the Spanish Armada Damaged and scattered by the English fleet. 1609, Samuel de Champlain shoots and kills two Iroquois chiefs at Ticonderoga, New York, setting the stage for the French-Iroquois conflicts for the next 150 (laughs) years. Man. 1848, the Irish Potato Famine. The Tipperary Revolt. I think I said that right. An unsuccessful nationalist revolt against British rule put down by police. Okay. This is just digging this one a little bit more. So there was an Irish potato famine back in 1848. Now, potatoes in Ireland are... Isn't it nearly impossible to have a meal in Ireland without potatoes? I don't know. Could be. It seems to me I've heard that was the case. Yeah. A potato famine. So what went wrong that they were shy of potatoes? Well, according to what I'm seeing, um, it is a, uh, there was a destructive plant pathogen best known for causing the disease that triggered the Irish potato famine and remains the most costly potato pathogen to manage worldwide. Still, obviously, it says it remains. Phytophthora infestans hmm. is the name of that. And the, that's a destructive plant. A destructive plant. pathogen. Okay. Yeah. The Great Famine, also known as the Great Hunger, the famine or the Irish potato famine was a period of mass starvation and disease in Ireland. From 1845 to 1849, which constituted a major and historical social crisis 
which had a major impact on Irish society and history as a whole. Fair it's enough. a uh, fungus-like organism. Sure. And certainly they've developed something to prevent that from happening again in mass. Yeah. All right. So um, popu- let's see. Population here. decreased 20 to 25% during that time period. What? 20 to 25 percent population why, why would decrease. the population be affected by a potato famine due to death and emigration people leaving okay the e-m-i-g-r-a-t-i-o-n emigration not emigration yes but the first thing you said was death yeah so if you ate one of these potatoes it was harmful to you? Uh, most likely, yes. Huh. Because of that fungus. Okay. That people starved uh, to mass starvation and disease. All right, let's move on. 1905, the U.S. Secretary of War, who was William Howard Taft, makes a secret agreement with Japanese Prime Minister Katsura agreeing to Japanese free reign in Korea in return for non-interference with the U.S. in the Philippines. 1921, on this date, Adolf Hitler becomes the leader of the National Socialist German Workers' Party. On this date in 1949, Moscow ends... The blockade of West Berlin. Okay. In this report I print off when we have free-for-alls, there's often a mention recently of Dr. Phil, who's on TV, right? Yes. What's going on? Well, we talked about this last week. I don't remember. Yeah, I think a lot of that... What you're seeing there is clickbait, once again, to get you to click on that, to see another product. They get your attention that way. However, there have been stories, uh, allegedly, of Dr. Phil and uh, his interaction with employees on his show that uh, was not real positive, Uh Uh, as in harassment. Well, why do, they, why do they use it in the sense of thoughts and prayers go out to Dr. Phil? It sounds like he has some ailment or something wrong. And I see that stuff a lot for famous people. But then you go to research them and, and nothing's going on with it. So that's what leads me to believe it's clickbait mm-hmm. to get you to click on that. Well, anyway, <clears throat> famous birthdays. Let's okay. do that. All right. Benito Mussolini. He was born on this date in 1883. He died in 1945. Benito Amilcar Andrea Mussolini was an Italian politician and journalist who founded and led the National Fascist Party and later became an ally of Hitler during World War II. He was best known as the fascist dictator of Italy from 1925 to 1945, 
originally a revolutionary socialist. He forged the paramilitary fascist movement in 1919 and became prime minister in 1922 and then dictator in 1925. Hmm. Okay, now here's a photograph that I know and I've seen this face and I've always liked it. Uh, Clara Bow. And yet I've never heard that name. She lived 1905, her birthday. She died in 1965. Actress. Yes. Clara Gordon Bow, or Bow, I'm not sure which one it is either, was an American actress who rose to stardom during the silent film era of the 1920s and successfully made the transition to talkies in 1929. Her appearance as a plucky shop girl in the film, it brought her global fame and the nickname The It Girl. Her movies include that one we just mentioned from 1927, titled Only It, and also Wings from 1927, in 1932, Call Her Savage, and also in 1929, The Wild Party. Well, I, I, if I had to have put a year to a few of the films, I would have been more recent, because I swear I've seen her in stuff. This goes on to say that she was also the inimitable it girl of the Roaring Twenties, the epitome of the flapper girl. Her gold-studded career spanned over 57 films, and she managed to make the near-impossible shift from silent film to talkies. Okay, next is Elizabeth Short, as in not tall. Um, and I don't know a thing about her, but she was born in on this date in 1924 and died in 1947. Elizabeth Short, known posthumously as the Black Dahlia. Well, that doesn't sound very good. Yeah, was an American woman found murdered in the Lingert Park neighborhood of Los Angeles on January 15, 1947. Her case became highly publicized due to the gruesome nature of the crime, which included, oh, do we have to say this, the mutilation of her corpse, which was bisected at the waist. Yeah. Well, poor lady. But, 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 so she was only famous because she was killed in such an awful way? Apparently so. And in Los Angeles, where, you know, publicity is what it is, oh. what it was then in 1947. The last uh, famous birthday. I don't understand why she would be in this list, but we'll just move on. Anyway, going on. Walter Hunt, who was born... On this date, in 1796, he died in 1859. Walter Hunt was an American mechanical engineer. Through the course of his work, he became known for being a prolific inventor. He first got involved with mechanical innovations in a linseed-producing community in New York State that had flax mills. So, what did Walter Hunt invent? In 1849, the safety pin. No. Oh. Huh. Okay. <laughs> I use those. I think many of us have. Okay, uh, famous desk, two dimension. Oh, he also invented the sewing machine. Wow. Yeah. Okay, well, 
that Walter Hunt did. Yes. Okay. Vincent Van Gogh died on this date in 1890, born in 1853, so didn't live a real long lifetime, uh, even though his picture looks pretty old. <laughs> um, artist, right? Yes. Vincent William Van Gogh was a Dutch post-impressionist painter who posthumously became one of the most famous and influential figures in Western art history. In a decade, he created about 2,100 artworks, including around 860 oil paintings, most of which date from the last two years of his life. Hmm. Some of his portraits include a Van Gogh self-portrait, the Potato Eaters, and the Starry Night. Now think about that. During the last two years of his life, he pub he produced 2,000 or so pieces of art. Yes. You know, that's um, four a day? That's a lot. In ten years? And each of them notable? Remarkable. Well, I would say they are now. No, I'm, that wasn't a question. I mean... If it's Van Gogh, it's notable. Oh, absolutely. Especially now, yes. Okay, we'll, hey, let's move on now. Well, wait William, a you, you know he cut off his ear, right? Yes, I've forgotten it until cut you Cut off his it. left ear when tempers flared yeah. with Paul Gogoin, the artist with whom he had been working for a while. Van Gogh's illness revealed itself when he began to hallucinate mm. and suffered attacks in which he lost consciousness during one of the attacks he used the knife. Ouch. Yeah. William Wilberforce uh, died on this date in 1833. By the way, he was born in 1759. And we're still... Uh, 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 that's not true. I was about to say we're still dealing with slavery. But that's not exactly true. I guess maybe some parts of the world are. But you know, we're still very concerned about um, all people being treated equal regardless of their skin color and stuff like that. Right? Yeah. Anything. And he was a leader uh, a leading figure in the fight against slavery. And, you know, a lot of people were transported back in those days from Africa to be slaves here. And the, some of the stories about how they were transported, uh, they would take better care of cattle on a boat than they would the slaves. I'm not even sure that's a good analogy. It just came out of my head. But um, anyway, he he was very much against all of that slavery stuff. Do you have anything to add on him? Uh, yes, he was a British politician, philanthropist, and leader of the movement to abolish the slave trade 
a native of Kingston, upon Hull, Yorkshire. He began his political career in 1780, eventually becoming an independent member of Parliament for Yorkshire. His greatest political achievement was his long fight to end Britain's involvement in the transatlantic slave trade. Wilberforce achieved the suppression of the slave trade with the passing of the abolition of the slave trade bill in 1807. Okay. Well, we have about five minutes remaining, and we can look a little bit at some of the hard news. Wow. I didn't realize what time it was. Yeah. We've had a good show. <laughs> yeah. It's chatting. flying by. Um, okay, the gross domestic <coughs> product. The U.S. gross domestic product fell by an annualized 0.9% during the second quarter of this year, according to government data that was released yesterday. It marks the second time in a row the metric has dropped, having shrunk by an annualized now 1.6% in the first quarter, an indicator typically used to describe the economic recession. The downturn follows a steep rise in economic activity during the final quarter of 2021, which saw the gross domestic product, a measure of the total sum of the country's goods and services, rise by an annualized 6.9%. Experts cited four-decade high inflation and the Federal Reserve's move to raise interest. I'm sorry, to raise inter. To raise interest rates. There we go. By more than two percentage points this year as drivers of the slowdown. The contradiction. Boy. Forgive me, that's, I used the absolute wrong word. The contraction comes as unemployment remains near its lowest rate in decades, 3.6%, with more than 370,000 jobs added in June alone. Historically, falling GDP is correlated with a rise in unemployment, uh, a relationship known as Oaken's Law, O-K-U-N-S. Official uh, recognition of a recession in the U.S. is made by the National Bureau of Economic Research, typically long after the fact. I guess you've heard about the terrible floods down in Kentucky. I guess you realized also I just changed topics. At least eight people were killed and many others forced from their homes following torrential downpours in eastern Kentucky yesterday. As of this morning, a number of people remain missing. Andy Bashir, who's the governor down there, is saying deaths could reach double digits. 
And besides that, more than 20,000 customers are without power. Up to 10 inches of rain fell in the hardest-hit areas under a 24-hour period. The Appalachian foothills, of course, facilitating, facilitating flash flooding in many areas. If you've seen some of the pictures from that, it's amazing and very unfortunate. And by the way, this wasn't their first deluge. They had another one two days ago, or three days ago, I guess. St. Louis got, got it badly on Tuesday. Anyway, what do we got? We've got uh, about 45 seconds. Folks, what's going on this weekend that we need to pay attention to? Can you remember? Um, let's the see. state fair. Yep, state fair going on and um, hmm, around this area. That's we got the county fair start coming up. Yep, that begins uh, this coming Friday, the 5th, runs mm-hmm. through the 13th. And uh, hopefully, I think we'll have some fair passes to give away. Good. One-day fair passes. We are giving away passes to the Ohio State Fair, too. So listen here and listen to 105. Okay. Are you giving them away? Yeah. Okay. I knew FM was. But I'm glad to know AM is, too. So, yes. folks, have a wonderful weekend. Please be careful. Be safe. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez in New York. President Biden's just approved a disaster declaration for Kentucky, where the death toll is rising from heavy rain and massive flooding in the eastern part of the state. Governor Andy Beshear says at least 15 people have died, including children, and the number could double. We are still in the search and rescue mode, and at least in some areas, the water is not going to crest until uh, tomorrow. Those water rescues backed by the National Guard, hundreds of homes are destroyed, power is out to tens of thousands of people. It's going to be a a tough couple days and then it's going to be a long rebuild, but we're tough enough. We'll make it. Let's stick together. There's flooding in Las Vegas too. Airports, parking lots, famous hotels and casinos, all waterlogged. Outrage among Democrats in Washington after Senate Republicans did an about-face and blocked funding for vets exposed to toxic military burn pits. Correspondent Catherine Herridge. Veterans advocates are calling on Congress not to leave Washington until the legislation passes. The next opportunity is Monday with another procedural vote. In the meantime, veteran Mark Jackson told CBS News there are a lot of good intentions, but more disappointment after years of suffering and their service. Republicans say there's too much money budgeted in that bill for unrelated programs. Officials in Washington, D.C. say a humanitarian crisis is growing over migrants being bussed in from elsewhere. Reporter Annalisa Gale is with our affiliate WTOP. It's ridiculous. Protesting outside Mayor Muriel Bowser's birthday party, volunteers with mutual aid networks assisting hundreds of migrants spoke out against the mayor's plans to bring in 150 National Guardsmen per day to assist. We need to make sure that there is a national response. Mayor Bowser says the city is at a tipping point point amid what she views as a political statement.